the Fan Varsity Sports Network presents the Prep Report, your premier source for the latest news, insight, and information on Northern Indiana high school sports. Starting now. Hello, hello. Welcome to the FanVSN.com Prep Report podcast. Week of Friday, April 17th. I'm the FanVSN.com editor, Kyle Newman, joined alongside here by a special co-host today, Sam Tung, contributor to the Elkhart Truth and to the Fan Indiana, also a frequent host on ESPN 1027. You might have heard him on there. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Kyle. I'm really happy to be here. There's a lot of great stories to talk about, and uh, I'm, I'm pumped, Kyle. I'm you're pumped. pumped. Well, I'm pumped. The weather's nice. We're talking about softball. It can't get any better that than that. And softball, that means it's outside. Games are being played, which exactly. means the weather will probably stay nice and get better. <laughs> I think you just changed. Well, where's the wood that we can knock oh, on? Oh, man, here? I hope so. You know, hey, this winter wasn't so bad compared to the, the last one that we both endured. Yeah, it wasn't, but uh, the spring so far has been terrific, and I know that there's um, we're going to be talking about an NIC conference that's also terrific. So uh, this is this is the time, man. The springtime is here. So very excited to be here, though. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. We've got a great show lined up here today. Very softball and track intensive. We're going to be talking about Soli Garcia from Washington the Tumac Twins over at Riley, a few other NIC softball notes, Penn's Danielle Watson and the St. Joe Indians, uh, 4-0, and Penn is 6-0 to start the season. They're off to some pretty good starts. And then we're going to close the show with some track talk on Marion star Gabby Rovato. She set three school records last year. And Anna Rohrer, who today signed with Notre Dame, we're going to be uh, talking about her and just sampling some sound about her decision to stay in her hometown, basically, when she had many, many other offers to run all around the U.S. Every offer, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every, many schools didn't get in the race because right. they knew they couldn't. Right, exactly. And being that a, big of fish, yeah. being a being an Oregon native too, Kyle. It was a, kind of a little bit of a shot to the heart, you know, that she ended up staying in Notre Dame. But g- great for her, very exciting. But uh, some other stuff that we got to get to first. Yeah, definitely. So. We'll start off the show talking about a couple softball features we got up on the fanvsn.com right now. One of them called Field General Garcia about Soli Garcia, the heart and soul behind the Washington softball team. And I'll start off the discussion with a little clip here from head coach Richard Burton, who talks about the mentality that he needs his Lady Panthers to have this year, as well as how key Soledad Garcia is to their success. Listen in. And now, the Varsity Sports Network presents BSN Verbatim. The biggest thing that I'm hoping that they got from last year was the fact that they can compete and we have to stop looking for reasons to lose, if that makes makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And... um... I know you. I know you lost some seniors, but you got some key returns, in, including Soli Garcia. Can you just tell me what she brings to the team in terms of of leadership, then also on the field play? Uh, that Garcia, who quite possibly is the actual heartbeat of his team, um, her drive, her passion, um, this this insatiable appetite that she has to be successful. Is, um, is what's going to uh, help fuel us this year. Again, that was Washington head coach Richard Burton just talking about Soledad Garcia. And Sam, when you look at this girl, I mean, she not only excels on the diamond, she excels off of it. She does it all. Yeah, she does. And let's let's touch on the off the field part of it because 
Um, this is the part that makes me feel like my high school career was uh, entirely unimpressive. Um, Did this... you have a high school career? <laughs> no, I didn't, okay. actually. <laughs> my time in high school, I should say. Right. I didn't even play spring sports, and this is, uh, this is what uh, Garcia is doing. She's, A, the class president, also a National Honor Society member, a cross-country runner, the homecoming queen, she volunteers in her community, and of course, as you mentioned, the softball team captain. So I want to know where she gets the time to do all this, because I need to pick her brain on time management skills. But uh, secondly, I think that the the on-the-field aspect, Kyle, we've spoken about this before. Not only is she the senior leader and the, you know, the captain of the team, but it's also so important that she is the catcher. And that position specifically, in terms of leadership defensively, is critically important in this sport. And I think that Garcia is a great example of how having a strong leader at that position can really drive your team further than maybe if she were playing a, another field position. Yeah, definitely. Washington 6-20 and 20 last year, 4-4 four and four this year. So already this year approaching last season's win total. That's a pretty good sign for this team. They've got 10 seniors, Paige Douglas, Desiree Watts, other standouts of mention for the Lady Panthers who are going to uh, really need to push this team forward as they endure an arduous NIC schedule. Again, head to thefanvsn.com to read Field General Garcia and to read our other softball feature we've got up there right now, the Tumac attack. And Sam, when you look at this Riley team, 6-0 coming out of the gates here in 2015, pretty scorching start. And it all comes back to the Tumac twins, Gracie Tumac at second base, Carly Tumac behind the dish, providing that solely Garcia-esque type leadership. Um, they're the linchpin this year, and I think Riley's success against the conference schedules coming up and in the postseason is going to hinge on these two seniors. Right, and, and they're going to be going into a conference that is so terrific. I mean, between St. Joe and Penn and, uh, you know, an emerging Washington team that we just talked about, there are a lot of teams that they're going to, you know, they're going to get a lot of blows this season mm -hmm. uh from from a lot of these nic teams and to have these two twins is is really critically important and we've also talking uh, talked about this too kyle the fact that it's a team riley that can hit from top to bottom but defensively specifically with these two two mac twins it's really defensively where they could go from good to great and it seems like that that is um i don't want to say the emphasis necessarily but that seems like if this team is going to indeed maybe pull away in the NIC, uh, This is that's going to be the way they do it. It's not what they can do offensively. It's what they can do defensively. And Lady Wildcats uh, looking for their third sectional crown in the last four years. So really a lot of recent success in this program. And Coach Katie Booker really emphasized in her talks with me that it's going to have to take a certain intensity every single time out for these Lady Wildcats to put together a conference championship or a sectional championship campaign and beyond listen it and now the varsity sports network presents bsn verbatim we have to have intensity we've got to know that when we go to the ballpark we can't we're not going to just win we have to make sure we're doing the little things and that their, their fire and their love for the game has to show throughout because if they don't show that it's going to be a very up and down kind of game yeah and is carly or carly and grace are they kind of instrumental in that in that energy that passion mm -hmm. especially with such a young team they still have yes I think with them, 
with Carly being behind the plate, she really kind of sets the tone for how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And Gracie, if she dives in the infield or something, everyone sees that, and then they are immediately drawn to that kind of desire. I'm going to get the ball at no matter what. Mm-hmm. So with the two of them, and they really set the tone in the infield practice. Yeah. It's, you know, okay, guys, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they really show their leadership by making sure that the girls are going where they need to go. Again, that was Riley head coach Katie Booker just talking about the leadership of the two Max and more. And when you look at this team and this story that we've got up on the fanvsn.com, Sam, one of the reasons I love this story uh, as the guy who wrote it is, is the beyond the bleachers aspect of it. And that comes by way of their 11 year old sister, Morgan. She has down syndrome. She's very high functioning down syndrome. And she kind of has a symbiotic relationship with her sister's, out on the diamond as well as really the whole Riley team and athletic community. I mean, she's been coming to these games since she was an infant uh, coming to her sister's games. They're also captains on the soccer team. So she was involved with that team. Uh, the two Max brothers, a freshman, he plays on the JV baseball team. So Morgan's been going out to his, his games her whole life. And so it's really helped her come along in terms of her social and verbal skills. And on the flip side, uh, Riley kind of feeds off of her energy out on the diamond. So I want you to listen in here to this clip from Valerie Tumac Mender, the Tumac's mom, just about that sort of symbiotic relationship Morgan and the Riley athletic community have developed. Listen in. And now the Varsity Sports Network presents BSN Verbatim. Morgan is higher functioning, and we attribute a lot of that to the fact that she has always been around a lot of people with the sports, with the mm-hmm. going to all the kids' games. Yeah. And um, Carly and Gracie have always um, taken her in, and you know you'll see her after the game on the field helping clean up, mm-hmm. and you know she just uh, uh, them as role models. Um, they just. Uh, they teach her things. They do things with her. Um, I can't say enough about how Gracie just takes her in also. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. But yeah. we attribute a lot of the success that she has to them and their sports and really the teams that they've been on because mm-hmm. it's Carly Gracie are their, are her sister and they help, they help her at home and they do things with her mm-hmm. and they bring her in here and it's a community and it's the community of this team also that takes yeah. her in and just helps her. Again, that was Valerie Tumac Mender just talking about her 11-year-old daughter Morgan who is, of course, the younger sister of Carly and Gracie Tumac, the Lady Wildcat softball standouts again head to the fanvsn.com to read the tumac attack it's a great story i highly recommend it just spend 10 or 15 minutes of your time and check that out and of course follow us on twitter at the fanvsn for continued softball coverage and some other nic notes here now sam let's start with pens danielle watson uh she had herself quite a weekend this past weekend Perfect game on April 11th versus New Prairie. 18 strikeouts out of 21 possible batters in that one. Then a no-hitter April 13th versus Northridge. 19 Ks in that one. She's now 5-0 on the year with 49 strikeouts. Uh, She's having herself quite an early season here, Sam. Uh, I would say so. Understatement Uh, of the year, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, like, this, uh, this is... In terms of dominant performances, this is as dominant as it gets. You mentioned the 18 out of 21 batters. Um, 
I know that you thought about going out to that one, Kyle, and didn't end up going out to it. So how do you feel, man? Miss the perfect game. Yeah, when I saw it on Twitter, I was a little upset. I missed the perfect game against New Prairie. But then when I saw the no-hitter on April 13th, I was like, you know, these things are going to happen all the time. I'll just catch the no no hitter next week or the perfect game next week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need to. Uh, you should. Uh, you should make sure that Danielle knows that you've said that because that's a that's a pretty pretty impressive uh, regard to her about how well she's been playing this year. But super impressive. She gets MVP, Player of the Week. Sports Center top ten, give it all to her. Best of the best, Daniel Watson. That's uh, congratulations because that is terrific. Yeah, that's awesome, and I will definitely be heading out to check out Daniel Watson at some point this season, and hopefully she does throw no no that day. At, at the minimum, a no no. Yeah, I'll I mean, take a perfecto, of course. Yeah, of course. And and the other thing too, Danielle, you got to get to double digit strikeouts. I mean, come on, nine well, strikeouts in, nine. Your, in your in your in your no hitter. Yeah, I, I'm I'm. Adequately impressed, but not not totally. <laughs> of course he jests. Of course he jests. And uh, Penn's Danielle Watson, she's doing great. Uh, Anna Irons for St. Joe, she's really their leader in the circle. And St. Joe, they're 6-0 and this year, have a ton of talent back, uh, as discussed in the NIC preview on the fanvsn.com. St. Joe has made it to the semi-state level each of the past three years. Um, they They did not lose any players from last year's semi-state run and this senior class eight seniors this year they've been the semi-state all three years they've knocked off number one ranked marion teams in the sectional each time to do it so they got the experience uh, they got the star power i mentioned anna irons uh shortstop kelly Welsh. she's headed to wisconsin and they've got the coaching earl keith's doing a great job with this squad this is a very, very dangerous team, Sam. They are, and they're also playing in a very, very dangerous conference, Kyle. And when you're playing a conference that is that good, it, it can really only help you in the postseason, right? I mean, if you play night, or game after game against top-quality uh, opponents, now you get into the postseason and it doesn't seem as daunting. So I think that that's a big thing, too, is that for any of these teams, whoever, uh, whichever one of these teams ends up making that run, because you know there's there's can only be one uh, mm-hmm. but if one of these teams or whichever one of these teams does end up making that run having to play such a brutal regular season is probably going to really help him in the postseason well and lady tribe head coach earl keith acknowledged as much to me and he he said the fact that i mean saint joe and marion are the only 3a schools in the nic so playing all these 4a teams and conference play all season long has really prepared them for the postseason that's what he credits a, a big reason that they've had the type of postseason success they've had Sam, I'll be heading out to Northridge tonight to see St. Joe take on Northridge in a road game for the Lady Tribe. And I'll have some pictures up on Twitter at the fam VSN and a little story on St. Joe softball coming later this week to the fanvsn.com. So stay tuned for that. Again, this is the fanvsn.com prep report podcast. Just running down some softball here. And now we'll transition to some track. I was out of a track meet last night. And I had had the chance to talk with Marion track star Gabby Rivado. She set three records last year in the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and the 300 meter hurdles. And uh, I got a piece up on her right now on the fanvsn.com, a little one-on-one. But take a listen into this clip and what Rivado has to say about the pride she feels in having her name up on the Marion record boards. Listen in. And now, the Varsity Sports Network presents BSN Verbatim. It's an honor seeing my name up there and put in a lot of hard work. And I know the 100-meter record wasn't 
has, well, it was set in 1985, so like breaking right. that was really cool, and I just hope I keep improving and dropping my times and hopefully breaking some more. Again, that was Marion senior Gabby Roboto. She will make her college decision next week, and we'll be on top of that. Just tune into the Fan VSN on Twitter at the Fan VSN to uh, hear more on that. And of course, the one-on-one is live right now at thefanvsn.com. I encourage you to check that out. And one final track note here for the prep report today, Sam. You know, I mentioned I went out to a track meet last night at Elkhart Central, and uh, I was I was getting there. It's it right about 5 o'clock when the meet was supposed to start. And I'm maybe like half a mile from the school, and, you know, I'm looking for the buses. You know, I know where the stadium is, but I like to see the buses, know I'm at the right place, you know, that sort of Take thing. Taking the atmosphere, Yeah, taking the atmosphere. Yeah. So I'm looking, and, and all of a sudden I see just this this blonde kind of girl running towards me, very frantic pace in a maroon, you know, jersey. And, and I, I get a little closer, and I look out my, my window, and sure enough, it's Anna Roar from Mishawaka <laughs> just warming up for her race by running like a, just a crazed madwoman, you know, all around Elkhart Central. So uh, I knew I was in the right place, and uh, it, it's great to go out to a track meet like this. And it seems just like a normal track meet, and you wouldn't even hardly suspect – one of the nation's top high school runners is right there. And I had the, I had the privilege of seeing Anna Roar last night again. Uh, she creamed everyone in all of her races, obviously, but she officially signed with Notre Dame today, uh, choosing Notre Dame over a handful of other schools, Stanford, being one of them, the for, for you West Coast homers on the show today, Sam. Uh, or, I don't know so who that Oregon is. Oregon wasn't up there though. Which or- is, which is, I mean, okay, you can be a homer like me, yes, but I will say that Oregon's uh, track and cross country program is arguably the most prestigious in the nation. So a little surprising, but I also will say that a lot of times, and this is, uh, I I don't know Anna's situation specifically, but. I also do know that a lot of track and, and field athletes, you know, it's it's not just about and I, athletes in general. I shouldn't even just put this on on uh, track and cross country runners, but athletes in general, it's not just about the uh, the athletic part of it. I mean, it is about the academic part of it too. So going to not only a, a good athletic program at Notre Dame, but also a tremendous academic program. And congratulations to her because, as you said, she's one of the best runners in the country, or, and it's going to be uh, very exciting to see her wear that. Uh, that blue and gold just right down the street. Yeah, definitely. And she was obviously named the Gatorade National Girls Cross Country Runner of the Year. That's for all the states. I mean, they give out to individual states, but she was the National Girls Runner of the Year. So she's a four-time national champion, two-time outdoor, two-time indoor, a litany of IHSAA state championships as well. She'll chase a couple more of those and a couple more records uh, this spring, I'm sure, at the state championships. And she chose Notre Dame over Stanford, as I mentioned, University of Michigan, uh, Providence College, and Furman were also in the running. And I caught up with Anna yesterday at the meet just to go inside the decision to commit to Notre Dame and also her number one priority for this year, her health. Take a listen in. And now, the Varsity Sports Network presents BSN Verbatim. Their recruiting class for next year is looking really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, ha- they got a new coach this year, and I really like him. And the team has definitely showed improvement, and so that's really reassuring. And I really like the campus feel, and I really like the spiritual aspect of the college. Right. And was proximity, I mean, a huge factor, too, too considering it's basically staying in your hometown? 
Um, I didn't really want to stay this close, okay. but it was just the best place that I visited for me. Yeah, and in terms of this spring, I know you're probably focused on, on winning another state title and track. Uh, what's going to take to maybe do that and maybe set some records, you think? Well, foremost, I need to stay healthy. Okay, right. Um, yeah. My coach has, I mean, both of us have learned a lot over the years of high school of uh-huh. how to be conservative and, like, save some for postseason. Yeah. So um, I'm being conservative now, especially with, like, some waiting to do, like, the hardest workouts till a little bit later and not wearing spikes mm-hmm. is a big thing. But, yeah, I guess we're just more experienced now and I know how to make sure that I'm healthy for the end of the season. Yeah. Again, that was Mishawaka star Anna Rohr just talking about her commitment to Notre Dame. And she's definitely going to be a runner to keep our eye on here, Sam. I mean, she she could be a potential Olympian going forward here. And that's the, that's the exciting part is to see the locals in the Olympics. I know that there have been a couple – uh, Hall of Famer Bill Beck over there at the Elkhart Truth has told me the his man, uh, the myth, the legend. yeah exactly yeah. the fathead has told me all of his uh, Olympic stories of course um, but uh, it would be very very cool to see another local make it that far so uh, Anna keep on going man because we're uh, we're hoping for it yeah definitely again folks this is the FanVSN.com prep report podcast head online to the FanVSN.com to check us out and follow us on Twitter at the FanVSN I am the FanVSN.com editor, Kyle Newman, saying so long for this week. And Sam, any final thoughts? Yeah, I want to say, Kyle, I'm very honored that you asked me to come on the Prep Report podcast. However, Uh (laughs) you sent all of these amazing stories that you wrote about this week. And all it did is just destroy my self-confidence because... We were talking about Soledad Garcia and right. um, and and Anna Rohr and Danielle Watson, and I'm sitting here thinking, now what the heck have I done this week? Well, and 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 I just wanted to say, Kyle, that you know <laughs> I appreciate you having me on, um, and I appreciate you covering these tremendous athletes, but it it really. Uh, it really made me feel bad that, you know, I'm not nearly as accomplished as these ladies are. Hey, I trust me. I feel that same way all the time covering these fine athletes of Northern Indiana. And when I try and get away from it, you know, say it's a relaxing Sunday, like this past Sunday, I'll turn on the TV, just trying to watch some Masters. Yeah, and see a 21-year-old win. Yeah, Yeah. Jordan Speech Uh, is winning the Masters. Yeah, so at 24, I'm just plugging away. (laughs) You know, I'm just plugging away just like you Uh, are, just like all these uh, fine athletes are as well. Grinding, man. Just grinding, yeah. Stay hungry and stay humble, as the kids around here like to say. That's what a lot of kids say around here. YOLO, Kyle. YOLO. Again, folks, thanks for tuning in. Head to thefambsn.com. And until next week, take it easy.